Welcome back to MarTech Zone interviews. On today's show, we have Guy Bauer and Hope Morley. Guy is the founder and creative director of Umalt, and Hope is the chief operating officer. And we're going to talk about how to make your videos not suck. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Well, fantastic. Welcome, everybody, back to Mark Tech Zone interviews. On today's show, I have uh, Guy Bauer and Hope Morley. Uh, they run Umalt, which is an absolutely incredibly talented video marketing firm. Uh, you can actually see a recent article that Hope wrote on MarTech Zone called uh, Why Your Corporate Videos Missed the Mark and What to Do About It. And it's absolutely informative, and it also shares some of their incredible talent. So first of all, welcome to the show, Guy and Hope. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So so uh, maybe talk to everybody about how did you get started in this business? Was this a formal training or was it just a, a hobby at first and, and you really saw an opportunity? Yeah, um, I've been a lifelong video dude ever since the seventh grade. Uh, it's always been my hobby. And I actually started my career in TV, radio and film and worked as a producer all the way up until the Great Recession of 2009. Um, lost my job and sent out 100 resumes, didn't get called for one for one interview, didn't even go on an interview. And so I started freelancing using this talent I had of video and my first project was a $50 editing gig for some guy's puppy videos. So he sent me a bunch of puppy videos and I put them to music and there you go. I was now a professional. So I didn't understand what I was doing or, you know, really any of the marketing game when I started. Uh, I came at it from an entertainment angle. So as as I started growing and booking a $200 job, a $500 job, organically I got into, and I think by default, because a lot of our clients default into this category, I got into doing corporate video um, and grew the company and kept doing this corporate video. And it wasn't until I was doing it for many years that I realized that it was completely ineffective uh, the normal corporate video. But the other part of that was our business kept growing and growing. And I never understood why it kept growing and growing. And it was because I came at it from that entertainment point of view, rather than a marketing point of view. My litmus test for what makes a good video was always, does it entertain you? Does it make you laugh, cry, feel energized? I wasn't coming at it from a marketing point of view. And so that was the reason for the growth is that our clients actually liked the ideas, the creative. And it wasn't until 2018 that we finally put a flag in the ground and said, no, we are not a just pure video production company. We're not a pure corporate video production company. We're actually a creative agency that specializes in video. And so that's how we're, we got. And, and we're really niched in B2B because I find that B2B struggles with this the most in terms of making boring corporate videos. 
Does it take a certain kind of culture from a, from a prospect or, or from a, a client? Because I, I feel like B2B, one of, the, one of the things that I see, and I work on the content side, but not on obviously the video marketing side, is, is sometimes we boil things down to nothing. And we, we, we you know, if you, if you put 50 people in the room, what you get is the lowest common denominator rather than something that's really rich and exciting or, or maybe even a little bit risky. Uh, it, so, so does it, you know, is it something that you really match the culture of the company as you're looking for prospects? I think there, there's a couple of ways that we can look at that. I think the bigger issue that we find in video, rather than things getting distilled down to nothing is that people want to include everything, um, that these corporations, especially in B2B, they want to throw the whole kitchen sink into the video and they want it to say too much and do too much. And that's how you end up with these three minute long rambling kind of corporate videos that we see too often, especially in the explainer animation world and these stock footage corporate videos that we see more than anything. So what we look for in prospects is a boldness and a willingness to take risks. And we tell them, um, and Guy says this when we're on prospect calls, you can't have everything. <laughs> we are going to make you choose one single most important message for this video and one target audience for this video. And we're only going to do one thing with it. Um, and that does take a lot of courage on the client side. I think I, I, I had worked at a software as a service company uh, for quite some time. And I remember I embarrassed them once because I showed them that there was 178 choices on their homepage. Wow. <laughs> and I said, you know, you wonder why you're not converting anybody or nobody's doing anything. It's because it's, you know, you're, you're so proud of every product and service that you offer that you, you want to smash them all into one place. And the problem is, is that instead you're just, you're just overwhelming people and confusing people, right? Absolutely. It, what we what we say is focus on the significant few, not the important many. When you try to make your and this goes for B2B marketing in general, not just video, but when you try to turn your piece of content into a bulleted sales sheet, you have a problem because you are asking your audience to give equal weight to each one of those bullets. You're not directing them to your point as to what is actually significant here. And the other thing we find is most of these organizations are engineer led. These folks are really proud of all the things they've done. And right. so to get them to not include stuff is really hard, which is why we, we go at them with, strategy and logic first before we start getting into here's a great idea for a video yeah that's uh, that's amazing advice one of the videos that uh hope that you shared and we had published was uh deloitte and it was called the the command center and it's funny because you said that you know uh, a creative doesn't have to be a Christopher Nolan level brilliance, but I actually think that this video <laughs> is a Christopher Nolan level brilliance uh, because you know I, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but basically from the time someone clicks, you know, uh, to to make an order online to the time that they get that the order will be shipped on time, the the video beautifully goes through this, 
lay these layers of decision making and systems and and everything logistically that has to be put in order, you know, to provide the customer with an accurate, uh, you know, shipping date. And I, I just absolutely when I when I watched it, I was just like, that is absolutely brilliant. You didn't have to show software. You didn't have to talk about features. You didn't have to. What you did was you visualized all of the complexity of this incredible, you know, supply chain down and boiled it into a really entertaining video. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Guy, do you want to talk a little bit of the backstory of that one? You led creative on that spot. Yeah, I mean, you said it best, actually. I have nothing really to add there. And that makes me really, you know, what makes me smile is the idea that the IP, all the creative energy that went into that spot comes out on the other side as you relaying exactly what I wanted people to understand. That's the power of video. And so many people see video as just a motion picture white paper rather than a message delivery device. And the fact that you can watch the video, which was made, I don't know, I think almost two years ago 2019. now. 2019. It was made two years ago, distilled down, made, and the IP is still getting into, the, or the message is still getting into people's heads. That's what's so beautiful and scalable about video. So yeah, the creative process was just, we had fun. <laughs> and not only is it entertaining and fun, but it worked. That was the most watched video on Deloitte's YouTube the year that we released it. So people were watching it, prospects were watching it, you know, in, engaging entertaining content works. Hope had written an article on Martech Zone called uh, Why Your Corporate Videos Miss the Mark. And you should check it out because there's a few examples, but the Deloitte example is there. And one of the things that I also love about that is technology is is moving at an incredibly fast pace. And for Deloitte, I, I, can, I can only assume that there's probably thousands of features and then you know, tens or dozens of integrations and uh, maybe acquisitions that are going into their company and everything. And so the other piece of this is that here you have a two-year-old video that is, is truly evergreen because what it does is it focuses on the problem Correct. and it focuses on the customer rather than, like you said, a, a list of, you know, white paper features. And that's the other piece of this that I thought that was really amazing was what an incredible investment for them to tell the story, you know, from a customer's perspective, uh, rather than maybe dating themselves, you know, with with a, a video that just spoke to, uh, here's here's how our systems work. Can I have you on all of our sales calls, please? You say it's so. <laughs> you say it's so much better. You are, yes, the. What I find the most effective pieces of content introduce the idea of infinity into your prospect's mind, meaning stop saying so much that you've painted yourself into a corner of facts. Instead, open your prospect's mind up to the possibility with your, with your brand using your product. And so what you said is exactly right. The idea with... Uh, that spot, the command center, is to inspire the idea of, oh my gosh, we should do this. You know, I bet 
you know, and, and, and most of their prospects aren't in the same industry as what's featured in the command center, but it, ins it inspires the idea to extrapolate for, for whoever's watching it, particular industry and line of service and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, the best thing you can do is introduce the idea of infinite possibility with your, with your film. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, outstanding advice, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even restrict it to just uh, film. Uh, several years ago, I had I had owned a full service agency, and one of the areas that we worked on was infographics because they were hot and heavy, and everybody wanted one. And what we used to do was a very uh, you know maybe a similar creative approach was we used to basically take you know here's the goal of the infographic we have this uh, demonstrably complex issue that we want to explain down and boil down into a graphic but the first thing that i did was give it to a storyteller i didn't give it to a graphic designer or a user experience expert or anything else i would give it to a storyteller and and uh, we had an amazing amazing i, I still work with her uh, andrea emerson but she would write a story and then i would give that to the creative director and the creative director basically understood the story and then he built the graphics around that and it it was just a such a different approach to just you know oh well uh you know line chart bar chart <laughs> you know <laughs> call out you know everything else and and that that story is i i think the just what you guys are doing is just this incredible story to you know, re-engage, to engage the audience, entertain the audience, and then obviously get them to, you know, some kind of vision of why they need your product or why they need the business's product or service. Exactly. And legendary creator of 60 Minutes, Don Hewitt, when asked how 60 Minutes is so successful, he would say, tell me a story. That's it. Four words, tell me a story. And he would talk about how the Bible told stories not about the values meaning the bible doesn't just explain the issue evil good versus evil the bible puts it in a story noah so the issue is good versus evil the story is noah with the deloitte spot the issue is supply chain digital supply chain management the story is the command center if you can package your message inside of a story the story is much more palatable from uh, a viewership angle <laughs> just think about it you know do you watch white paper videos at home at night to unwind or do you watch netflix with right stories you know so stories are the vessel for how uh it, it, stories are the most efficient vessel for transferring of, of messages. Well, you have written, uh, and we will have, by the way, we'll have links. Uh, we will have links to Umalt, uh, the, the site. We will have links to Umalt's uh, YouTube channel, which is, uh, which is, you just have to go there. I mean, the, the, the first video is hilarious. Uh, and then you'll see a combination of videos. Uh, and I love the fact too, that you guys, you're not focused on just trying to make every video funny. It's all about the entertainment factor. And so it's not just one formula that you're utilizing. You're applying the right formula to the right target audience, right? 
Yeah. Humor is not the only, you know, some of our most popular videos do use humor because those are fun for us to put in our portfolio and sell, but a story doesn't have to be funnier. And when you say entertaining, it can just be emotional. It can just make you feel something. It doesn't have to be humor and not all brands. It's not right to always go with humor. Um, if people go to our portfolio page, we have a spot for a healthcare system called The Veteran. That's a very emotional, sad story. Um, I dare you to watch it and not cry. You can uh -oh. send me an email and let me know <laughs> if you manage to make it through. Um, and because that was what was appropriate for a healthcare company. So yes, we take it, you know, as part of our, our project process, we do an in-depth strategy with each team and we look at what's we think about what message and what vehicle will really be able to tell this story and get through to their target audience. And, and what's, what's the, you know, creative or, you know, timeline that you guys work within, you know, for basically doing that, you know, you, so I'm guessing you have a strategy meeting uh, and then there's a, is there a, is there a process after that, like research and, you know, storyboards and, and everything else? Is this a weeks or months? Yeah, that's a great question. And this comes a little bit into the history of the company. And this was all discovered just by doing it wrong. Most brands, and this is a big mistake that most brands make, or a lot of brands make, is they go, we need a video. Let's call a video production company. And there's this drive to press record. And what a lot of brands do is say, we need it by May 1st, which means we need to shoot May 15th or excuse me, April 15th. And whatever ideas we come up between now and April 15th, that's what we'll go with. And so the creative, the idea, the strategy, all that stuff is done on the way to the shoot. Never thinking is, you know, should we shoot on April 15th and what are we shooting Rather, it's that's the shoot day. Let's just figure out what we can do between now and then. And just by doing it wrong that way and noticing the patterns over time, I started to or we started to realize that there was a correlation between the time spent thinking and sleeping on strategy and concepts and scripts and success of video. And when we first started out, we, we said, yeah, we can get you a video within four weeks. And now, and all of that time was on pre-production, right? Getting ready for the shoot date and then the actual post-production, the editing of the spot. And now when you look at our timeline, so our standard timeline is right around 15 weeks and that sounds long, but it takes that long. And most of our time is actually spent not making a video. The first phase of our engagements, I'm not going to hit this right, but I think it's around six to eight weeks. And that has nothing to do with making a video. It has to do with what is the strategy? What is the creative? What's the script? What's the storyboard? Pre-visualizing, what does it all look like? And then the shoot day and then the editing takes very short because everything has been agreed to before we started painting. The, what I'm finding, the older I get, the more we do this, is the strategy is the very first thing that is probably the most important. And here's, my, here's how I think of strategy, and not just in video, but in all marketing, is 
So let's think of video though, as a missile, right? An ICBM or something. So the video is the rocket. The video, uh, and, and based on what the video is, that's the attributes of the rocket, right? How many fins it has, what, how many motors it has, and how tall it is, the shape. That's the video creative. But if you sent, if you lob an ICBM over to a target without a warhead, it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of smashes itself. It's just a very expensive self-destruction of the missile. No, you need to send a warhead over. The strategy component, which so many brands fail to do or gloss over or rush through, is the warhead. That's where you need to spend most of your time realizing that the video, the medium, is just the delivery mechanism for that warhead, for the message. And so most of our engagement is programming the message, understanding that we're gonna make a video, don't worry, we'll make a really fast missile that can go really high and look really cool when it blasts off. But we need to focus on the warhead and, and all the things that you know make it effective. And if there was a better metaphor than a <laughs> weapon of mass destruction, I'll take it. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best analogy I can come up with. You go through this 15 weeks and you storyboard, come to an agreement with the company and it's a beautiful video. It does everything. When you launch that video, is there, you know, is it just, you know, okay, we published to YouTube and that's it. And I know this is a loaded question, but what's the expectation for a company to do after that video is launched? We say that creating the video is, I mean, we just talked about 15 weeks of strategy and creative, but all that together is really only step one. Um, you have to get people to watch it. Um, and putting the video up on your YouTube does not guarantee that people are going to watch it. Um, so we work with clients if they want us to, to optimize those YouTube descriptions, to do paid media, if that's the right fit to talk about, to put together a, a campaign playbook for them, if they want to do a whole video campaign, which is what we often recommend. Um, because too many brands, especially in B2B think that having a good asset, like a video guarantees that people are going to see it. And that's just not the way that the internet works anymore, um, especially on social. Uh, we, I think we all know by now that Facebook, LinkedIn, they're very much pay to play at this point. So if you're hoping to pop a video up on your social and have it deliver a bunch of leads for you, that's really not necessarily going to be the case. So if, if our clients want to work with us on that, yeah, we love working to develop a full playbook with teams of really what you can do to make this thing work for you. Uh, I think that's, that's sage advice. If you're going to make the investment on an evergreen video, you know, that's going to last for years for your brand to really tell your story. Uh, the least you could do is come up with a strategy for execution after it's published, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talking to uh, Guy Bauer and Hope Morley of Umalt, uh, they are a professional corporate video firm, uh, which almost sounds like a, a, after reading your article, it's almost like you guys need to come up with some, you know, cool marketing term 
<laughs> for because stop thinking that corporate video is boring. Umalt can basically put this process together and provide a engaging uh, entertainment, entertaining and storytelling, you know, style of video uh, that's really going to drive the message of your brand. And so I'm going to put up links to Umalt. Uh, uh, I'll put up a link as well, Hope, uh, to the article that you wrote on Martech Zone. And then also the ebook. Um, Guy, you had written a uh, uh, it's a free download, but it's called seven ways to avoid making a quote corporate unquote video, which I absolutely love the title of. And uh, we'll put a link up on there as well. Few, you know, what kind of customers are you looking for uh, that you really enjoy working with? My favorite customers are ready to take risk and not stupid risk, well-calculated risk. My favorite customers realize that by doing the same thing as everyone else, they are just adding to white noise, that they must be different. And that does take a ton of courage. My favorite customers are the ones that will, that will like ride into the fire rather than evade it, um, have hard discussions and, and, uh, and attempt to change the culture inside of their brands. Because usually... B2B marketers or, or marketers inside B2B brands are usually seen, this is an overgeneralization, but they are at the, uh, they are at the tail of the dog and they are being wagged by sales and engineering. And this, again, overgeneralization, but I've seen it so much. And they want, our clients need to be bold enough to try to wag the dog, Right. Um, to make change and say, no, we cannot do this madness anymore. I will literally in strategy presentation, show my clients, their competitors videos and their competitors videos use some of the same exact shots. I am not exaggerating. Ugh. And like, why would you do something that's similar? And I know it's, it's to avoid risk in your own career and stuff like that. So my favorite clients are the ones that are willing to put it on the line, really. Because, you know, yeah, maybe you won't get fired immediately for doing the safe thing. But long term, you know, it's not going to work. Eventually, you know, it's going to come to an end. So if you do something bold, yeah, it may not work. But if it works, it will work, you know, so. We try to make it so that it will work by doing, <laughs> of course, yeah, strategy. But you got to be willing. Our favorite clients are ready to do something. They're ready to stand for something, be bold, and be different. Well, and I would say check out Umalt's uh, portfolio page because I think what you'll find there is there really isn't. If, if you watch each of these videos, I don't see a lot of risk you know, involved. And so I, I feel like you have mitigated that, you know, while, you know, really uh, pushing the entertainment, you know, edge of the envelope. So I, I, I think you've, that you've just done a fantastic job there. What's the best way to get a hold of you folks? Is it through the website or? Yeah, you can contact us through the website or you can reach out directly at hello at umalt.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Uh, I hope this message gets through to people. Uh, I have 
struggled myself with uh, boring, crappy videos. Uh, I have uh, <laughs> I've developed, you know, I've written scripts for uh, explainer videos before that were uh, average and didn't make the mark. Uh, and then I did some experimentation with some really high-end videos that I was surprised at, you know, that it was the response, you know, was a thousand times, you know, better. So I think uh, if you're going to go down this investment trail, which you should, I think every company should really go down the, the corporate video investment trail absolutely pick someone that's entertaining and pick someone that's going to, you know, tell the story and, and paint the picture and paint the vision, you know, that, that is well received by your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Guy and Hope. And, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, people reach out and, and uh, we see some more videos from you. Thanks, Douglas. Pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We can use your help on sales calls. I'll call you. when we. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com. <laughs>